0: Welcome to the Christ Community Church podcast, where today we will be diving into Sunday's message, Sunday, April 16th, on our new series, Real Relationships, talking about the Golden Rule. I am Ryan Balby, the Interim Teaching Pastor.
1: I'm Dustin DuVern, the Interim Senior Pastor.
0: Yeah, so we kicked off a a new series today. We're talking about Real Relationships, a new series yesterday, talking about Real Relationships which we all experience.
1: Yeah. Yep. Let's let's just get this out of the way cuz I know it's just swirling in your head. Yeah. You get 15 seconds to talk about the Kings and Light then we're the moving beam. on. What's, what's going on today?
0: Kings have a playoff game today. Yeah. If you if you're watch, if you're listening on the audio. I have my Kings jersey on because there is a playoff game, and it's been a long time. Okay, so yeah, I 17 get to enjoy years. The you know, 17 you, years. You mentioned that yesterday. Yeah, they won their first one. Game two tonight. All right, you going got, to it? We got bigger things. No, no, not going to game two. All no. right, cool. We're done with the Kings. Yep, let's Dive, carry forward. Finish. Moving on. <laughs> Real yes. relationships.
1: We kicked off a new sermon series, which I'm really excited about. We're going to be uh, covering six different topics when it comes to relationships. Uh, we're covering person to person. Male to female. Male and female. Older and younger. So bringing the generations together. I'm excited for that that message. Uh, God and us. So how we relate to God. God relates to us. And then parents and kids. Raising children. Uh, coworker to coworker, which that's a really important one. So uh, real relationships.
0: Yeah, they're all around us and we need to Everywhere. know how to act. So, you know, we kicked it off this week talking person to person using the golden rule, which will will flow through the entire series of do unto others as you would have them do to you. Or you can look at the great commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. The idea is the same. And so we need to do that in every relationship we have. And so let's just make sure we understand what that looks like in male to female, coworker to coworker, uh, you know, families, generations, and of course how we love God and God loves us. So, um, which really is kind of the starting place is how we receive God's love. Because as Christians, if we receive God's love, we need to be pouring that love out to others.
1: Yeah, I think you had such a poignant illustration in your introduction talking about, you know, our misconceived ideas of what real relationships are of sharing, you know, going to the Kings game, round one of the playoffs, Kings win, and all of a sudden you had like instantaneously, you know, 18,000 best friends and y'all were high fiving and hugging and that's superficial relationships. That's yeah, not what we're talking about. Yeah, 100 percent right? <laughs> like, I mean, it's like,
0: oh, that's nice. If we could live in that world all the time, like that would be be really great. But it's not. We have we have difficult relationships. We have a relationship with difficult people and things that are a little messier than, hey, we just want a game. Let's go hug everyone.
1: Yeah. So we were talking about um uh Matthew twenty-two, thirty-nine, it says, uh, Jesus he says in the second is like it when he's given the command to love your neighbor as yourself. Recap the neighbor? Because it seems like we as Christians can try to nuance that and, you know, be like, well, this is my neighbor. And so wh- what were you getting at yesterday when,
0: who's our neighbor? Yep. And Jesus has asked this question in in Luke's gospel. We see it specifically that he says, love your neighbor. And someone asks him and he tells the story of the good Samaritan. The The idea there is that the Samaritan is the good guy in the story. And Jews hated Samaritans. If you know the cultural and, and religious background stuff, Samaritans were part of Jerusalem. They're part of Israel. There was a split northern and southern kingdoms. And then they go on to change their place of worship. They intermarry. They do all these things that Jews considered really like traitorous ideas. And so they hated Samaritans. So for Jesus, he's saying every person you encounter is your neighbor. And immediately we think, okay, I think of my family, I think of my friends, I think of you know people that I really like, that I have an easy time, maybe even some challenging ones, the one that's like, I like you, but you kind of annoy me at times, like I think of that person. But it's like, no, think about like the person you, you least want to be your neighbor, the person you least want to demonstrate love to, that person is your neighbor. The person who has wronged you, the person who thinks differently than you, who thinks completely opposite from you, that is your neighbor. And as Christians, we need to remember that every person is made in the image of God. Whether they believe in Christ or not, they're still created in the image of God. There's still someone that God is potentially pursuing and we are called to go and pursue them. And so, you know, you think of the Good Samaritan, but also like the prodigal son does a great job explaining this, where the son goes off, the brothers at home who should have the been the religious out, brother. Yeah, who should have been He's out looking all the rules. for the younger brother and trying to bring him back. Younger? I think he was younger. Anyways,
1: the younger brother left.
0: Yeah, and so, squandered everything. So the 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 religious one is following all the rules. Shouldn't have just been staying following the rules. He should have been saying, "Dad, I'm going to go get little brother and bring him back." And he didn't. So that's a part of the the ending of that story that we often kind of just leave out because the son is welcomed home by the father and it's a great story, but like the brother should have been seeking him out. And so, you know, he's upset with his little brother and saying, why does he get welcomed back? That's the mentality. Why does he get
1: the fattened calf? Yeah. Why does he get the blessing?
0: Yeah, a lot of us have trouble with that idea. And and the whole, like the whole lost sheep story and, and Jesus going after the one instead like leaving the 99 was because he was interacting with people that religious people, church people, didn't think were good enough. Yeah. And we're saying, why are you not with us? So the point is, every person you come in contact with every person you see on a screen every politician every athlete every musician like every person you you see and interact with has the potential of being a neighbor now obviously we're not going to interact with all those people but we should see the image of god in them and should desire for them to repent of their sins and come to a saving faith that should be our goal pray for your enemies that's what scripture talks about so yes everyone is a neighbor and we need to love all people always.
1: Yeah, I found myself as you were diving into the, the Samaritan you know, story, um, one little piece that I've always kind of clung to in that story is uh, when the priest and the Levite go across the other side of the road and walk by, uh, there's also an element that they didn't wanna to touch uh, the beaten guy because he was bloody and if they got blood on them what does that make them unclean unclean which then means that they would have to go through a cleanliness ritual uh, that could take up to a week and so they're literally as they're walking by going uh, do I have a week to set aside to help this guy? Uh, I'm just gonna cross over and it's, uh, forget talking about like other people it's like it's a heart check for our own self to How often we go through life as Christians and we know God, we know the Holy Spirit is pressing into us to do good, to uh, do an action and serve somebody, love somebody, connect with somebody, support someone. And we're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I, uh, I don't have time. And we, you know, we go to the other side of the road and we walk by and, you know, oh, maybe somebody else will do that or maybe some other ministry will take care of that person. Um, you know, it's always a, it's a, it's a great story that really should challenge us to really understand who, who our neighbor is. So, uh, as you were talking about that, you talk about, Hey, so we need to, we need to love people. We need to love, not just the people that we want to love, but we need to love all people. Mm -hmm. Practically, how do we live that out? Because have you been in our world and been around people?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's easier said than done. It is, um, you know, and, and, and. Again, you, you have these fake moments in a Kings game where you can go and hug everyone. And it's like, that's great. But also, I mean, those people you're going outside and then they're bumping into you or you're in traffic with them. And then you're like, ah, get them out of the way. You know, it's 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 way easier said than done. And, and so that's where I think we need to remember God's love for us, how he treats us. Because remember, we were, were born into sin. We rebelled against God in our sin. Like we pushed him away. We were considered enemies of God and he chose to die for us in that state, and, and so you know the idea of <laughs> of do unto others as you'd have them do to you is a reversal of the common idea of do not or do uh, whatever is hateful to you. Do not do that. Yeah.
1: So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets.
0: Yeah, and, and so Jesus is flipping around the idea of simply don't treat people poorly. And he's saying, no, treat people well, do good for people. Like actually demonstrate love. So it, the, the way that I can, I think for me that I can best process this is I've been on, on a lot of short-term mission trips. And when you're on a short-term mission trip, you wake up with that mentality of, hey, I know that today is gonna be challenging. I know that people are gonna be challenging. I know people are gonna get on my nerves, but I'm demonstrating Jesus today. And for like a week, we can do that really well but we should wake up every morning with that missional, missional mentality. Every morning we're following the great command. Every morning we're following the great commission. So this idea of loving your neighbor, doing to others what you would have them do to you, should be our mindset every single day as we wake up and encounter people to say like, yes, today I'm gonna encounter my family, my, my friends, my neighbors, people like, and, and I have an opportunity to demonstrate love to them. So what can I do to be proactive, to take action, to actually demonstrate Christ's love to people?
1: Yeah, it kind of it reminds me of what Paul talks about that we're we're ambassadors of Christ and so we are literally called to be the presence of Jesus to others. <laughs> and how often in our own lives we find ourselves in a situation with a, another person and you walk away from that and be like, man, that person definitely did not just enter, uh, you know, encounter Jesus through me. Um, you know, and then we, we have a choice from that point forward to circle back and own our stuff and apologize. Um, but, it, you know, it, it can be challenging, you know, through all these different relational dynamics that we have with individuals.
0: Which I think a good step is that you're going you're gonna to encounter people that you didn't expect to encounter. You know, the Good Samaritan didn't expect to encounter this Jewish man lying on the side of the road. However, there are also times where we should expect to engage with people. And sometimes we know those are difficult people, but as we are going from place to place, can we be in prayer for the people that we're going to meet with? So, you know, as we look ahead with the series, as I'm going into work, can I be praying for my coworkers? If I have a meeting, can I be praying for the people I'm meeting with? If I'm going home, like praying, for my family, but also praying for my neighbors that I'm going to potentially interact with. You know, if I'm going to the grocery store, can I pray for the people that I'm gonna meet there? Like start with prayer because that immediately puts the perspective of people in God's eyes rather than in our own. And so that might just help prepare your own heart for what God has in store for you. Yeah, yeah. So
1: uh, moving on in the passage, uh, verse one and two is talking about, do not judge or you too will be judged for in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So these are words of Jesus, right? Uh, your point when you were working through this part was, uh, so we need to, uh, we look to accept, not approve or condemn because this is what we want from others.
0: Yeah. I mean, don't judge. People will sometimes say that means you can't tell me anything about my life. You can't point out sin. You can't point out uh bad theology. You can't point out any issue that I have, any way that I mistreat you, anything that I do, you can't, you have to ignore that. That's not what the scripture is telling us. Yeah, As a matter of right. fact, Matthew itself like covers that. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's don't approve, but it's also don't condemn, which con- condemnation says essentially like you're dead to me, like, and look at how poor you are. And, and really it's putting ourselves above that person. Yeah. So when we are going to have conversations about sin, difficult conversations, We want to come gently with love, with respect, um, accepting people where they're at, but helping them move forward. Yeah. Uh,
1: I liked what you had to talk about. Um, What was the passage? Oh, it was in verse uh, six talking about, do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. This was a good contrast between those in the church and not in the church. So expand on that a little more.
0: Yeah. So we see the imagery of dogs and pigs used in other places. Dogs is in Philippians 3. Pigs is in Second uh, Peter, Peter 2. And so the dogs are, are those on the outside, those who are just not part of the family of faith. Pigs being more of like the false prophet. So not part of the family of faith, but also leading, leading astray. Which, by the way, Jews
1: didn't uh, to call them pigs. That would have been a huge insult. Huge insult. Yes. Yes. And this is Jesus again.
0: Yes. So this, this is like, I mean, if you're leading people in false doctrine, there is a little bit of like, hey, you're, so you're messing up. Jesus is Pay calling attention. people out here. This is, this is certainly yes. Yeah. The, the dogs itself, you're looking and saying, well, they're just on the outside. But, but the idea here is you're focused on the giver. They're giving pearls and that which is sacred. And if, if you give to these animals, they're immediately going to try and eat whatever you give to them. And so you would be foolish to try and present a dog with pearls. Like it's just, it's just silly. It doesn't make any sense because what they're going to do is they're going to try and eat it. And when they realize that it's harmful to them, they're going to actually turn on you. So not only are they potentially destroying something that is good, but then they're harming you because you tried to present it. And so this idea is how do we present the gospel to those around us who don't know? And many times we focus on the behavior you need to act like christ you need to to love people the way the bible is calling you to love you need to follow all these moral codes that we have and and we try and force non-christians to follow our behavior when scripture the way jesus presents it he invites people to belong while they figure out what it means to believe and and then he's not shy about the behavior part but this is going to come after you've put your trust in christ he's going to say now go and sin no more so we just need to have the right order of things and And we can actually demonstrate love to people we disagree with people who are not living based on biblical standards because we know that their hearts have not been transformed yet their eyes have not been uncovered yet and so we need to be praying for them loving them inviting them into relationships showing them they belong so that they can see from us what it means to believe and and we're demonstrating belief to them so they can figure out what it means to believe yeah
1: this point is so important when it comes to the culture of a church Mm -hmm um and it's something i've always appreciated about christ i mean from the moment i showed up in 2005 that's what i recognized that this is a congregation this is a body that allows people to belong Mm -hmm. in the midst of who you are as you know uh somebody that's from the culture doesn't know jesus because you got to allow people to ask like well why do i care about those behavior moral codes and i don't even know this man jesus like i don't even know the bible you know and so Um, and it's what Jesus modeled, you know, all throughout his ministry, he allowed people to belong it's like, come closer and hear the truth, hear the gospel and allow the work of the Holy spirit. And a lot of times we want to think we're the Holy spirit and just want to, you know, uh, I think as you said it, uh, yesterday in your sermon, you know, just cram the gospel down their throat. Mm Um, we want, we want people to just eat it and, you know, come to faith, man. Um, our sanctification is a life long process and how messy we are at the beginning of it. And how messy we we are still at the very end of it. And um, I think that was a really good, you know, point that you're pulling out for, you know, really to challenge us of are are we gonna be a community, a congregation that allows people to belong as they're on their way to belief. And then let's in discipleship in, you know, maybe if you're jumping into a real relationship, uh, small group, sharing life together, through discipleship uh, we start understanding the behavior and what we're, we're called to. So, um, all right, we got a couple minutes here. What would be your, as you know, what would be your kind of your challenge to us is, okay, you've laid out this framework of the golden rule um, as we start walking through the rest of this real relationship or as people are joining their groups this week to walk through uh, this study. What's kind of the, the takeaway nugget?
0: Yeah, I mean, acknowledge that relationships are hard but also acknowledge that we're called to be in them and they can be good for, they are good for us but also we can be a light in each relationship we're a part of so think of people the way God thinks of people see the image of God in people and be intentional about doing good that that doesn't mean that you give to everyone whatever they want, right? Like I could be like, hey, you want to do good? Great. Give me all your money. Give me every nice thing you have. Like, I'm not going to do any work. You're going to come and do all it. We all need to have boundaries. Me. We're yes. not talking about an enabling Right. People. Have, have like, proper boundaries. Oh, yes, please just run me over. I'm here to serve you. Wisdom and discernment because, you know, doing good for your kids sometimes is discipline, right? So there, yeah. there's, an, there's an element of this, but you, you have to always think of people through God's eyes and try and see again, seek wisdom and discernment, ask for the spirit to lead and guide you in every conversation, but but whenever possible and whenever you're able to, do good for people, like demonstrate love, be the church and and let's be the church that is known for the way that we live, right? Like let them see our good deeds so that they would praise our father in heaven. I, I think that that's significant. Every relationship, There's going to be different reasons why it's messy and challenging, but if we seek to do good in every relationship that we have to demonstrate Christ, because we see the image of God in them, I think that it's going to be very helpful for us. And it's going to help people to see what the church is really about, who Jesus really is and expand the kingdom of God.
1: Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to the rest of this, uh, sermon series and, uh, Appreciate you unpacking more of that today.
0: Yeah, next week, male and female will be covered by by Blake. Will be up next week, so yeah. looking forward to that. Have a good one. Well, thanks for joining us. Have a great week. Bye.